Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Craig Moore and I have breaking news. We're in the presence of greatness, Craig, a former Rangers Australian international. Because with us tonight... Leanne Crichton, BA Honours. First class. BA Honours, yeah, first class. Closest I got to any honours, Leanne, Hilton. Hilton (laughs) Honours Programme. Listen, don't knock any honour. That's what I've grown to realise. No, it's excellent. It's congratulations. We're absolutely The news has just come out, Leanne. You know, you weren't on so much with us last season because playing football at Motherwell, um, some on the telly as well, but studying so hard. Studying so hard, yeah, two years it's been a fast track um, degree, so basically four years work condensed into two, so no time off, no um, October breaks, no Christmas, uh, lots of studying, lots of hard work and, and balancing it, but no, I, I've not impressed myself, but I, I could never have done it without the, the enormous support that I've had, and I mean that in a work capacity as well, all the experiences that I've had, but certainly family, um, tolerating yep. my absence um, for a huge part, so absolutely delighted. You are an inspiration to people. You really are. And the oh, broadcasting yeah. and the football and the career that you've had and more to come. Absolutely no question. And especially for young women, I think. You're, you're obviously passionate about that to develop them in football or whatever they want to do. Of course, that's what it is. But I left school um, with next to nothing in terms of qualifications. I've worked every day since I left school. So that for me has is, is taught me a lot. To have a work ethic is, is probably the most important thing. And I think any young person just now gets caught up in time. Every young person wants it yesterday. Um, they're not willing to wait till tomorrow. Um, but I think patience is so key. And that's what I, I've kind of had to teach myself over time. But the, the degrees in broadcast, professional sports writing and broadcasting, which I think when you love something, um, which I do, you know, you can apply yourself certainly a lot easier, but there's there's a lot more to be gained from it. So at 35 years old to have gained a degree is... No, it's, it's certainly um, a great honour and class, achievement. I know how tough that is because it was university of life for me, Craig. But yeah, isn't it? We're absolutely... It's brilliant. We're thrilled. We just uh, found out just as we came on here. Yeah, stoked. Yeah. Well, they say every day's a school day. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, never, you, ne- you never stop learning. So congratulations, Leanne. I laughed yesterday. I said to mum, because yeah. she says, oh, what will be the next thing? Then I yeah. said, that there won't be anything for at least a couple of years. That was the A licence, um, you know, at the same time as, as the degree. So I well. think I'll enjoy at least a couple of months that I can just do normal life. Um, which will be pretty cool. So for the next two hours, we've got you for the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. And the headlines tonight, Celtic's first away point in the Champions League for five years. Ange says the performance is more significant than the point. We'll hear from him in a moment or two. And Giovanni Van Bronckhurst says Napoli's scoreline, 3-0, was harsh. 
especially 10-man Rangers last night at Ibrox. Uh, where will we start? Let's hear from both managers then. Celtic in the earlier kickoff, uh, 1-1, and they felt it should have been a Celtic victory. Here is the manager. The performance was excellent. Obviously, the result is not reflective of that. But, you know, second half, like I said, I mean, the whole game, I thought we... Players gave everything, and that's all I can ask for. Um, obviously, we needed that second goal, and we had good chances to get it. But, uh, you know, from my perspective, I can't ask any more of them. And, um, you know, we'll get our rewards if we keep playing that kind of football and showing that sort of commitment. And do you want to hear him getting annoyed with the UEFA official? Because we love it, the different stuff coming in. This is what happened afterwards during the media conference. Started the game really well, scored our goal. Obviously, they got one on the counter-attack. And, but I thought we regrouped really well after that second half. We just were in control Excuse of the game. Me, I do apologise. Uh, the sound volume is too low. I cannot hear. Could you please speak closer to the mic? Thank you. Can you just... Instead of telling me what to do, can you just keep things really short so we I'll can all it. get through and go out? Yeah? I'll try okay. my best. Just don't correct me, please, OK? Let's just keep things civil. Um, so, as I said, the performance was... Did you hear that, OK? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Does that take you back to the dressing room when you were one oh, of his players for Australia? Ouch, ouch. <laughs> yeah, no, he can be a little bit spiky and put people in their place. And boy, did he put that journalist in his place, didn't he? <laughs> uh, it's funny, it's really funny, but that actually sounds more like the Ange Postacoglu that we were warned about uh, before he came to Scotland, that that's the way he could be, um, but he certainly wasn't wasn't impressed, was he? GVB, he also got a wee bit nippy when he was asked about Ben Davies. The big uh, storyline just before the game was the 11 that started were the players from last season. Yeah. None of the new signings were in from the start, but it seemed to work for, for them. Yeah, 3-0 at the end, but they were 10-man for much of it. Here was the manager's take. It's, it's a game we, we, we learn every game we play in Champions League. The comparison, my team, first game against Ajax and today, I think we, we, we played so much better with so much uh, intensity, so much character like we, we showed last week. And I think we learned from the game last week because, you know, the level and the... The speed of thinking, the, the the speed of playing needs to get up. And I think we, we, we equal that today with 11 against 11. But, you know, the quality Napoli has with one extra, then it's, you know, it's very difficult for us. You know, we wanted to stay in the game for longer, maybe keep the zero longer. You know, the, the first goal made us um, change, uh, you know, the personnel to... To, to, to try and find the goal that gave us the point maybe but I think the reflection in, uh, in, in the score wasn't the difference in quality on the pitch Craig, you were there do you agree yeah. with your old teammate? Yeah, look the Rangers were extremely competitive um, for, for 60 minutes they, you know, first 30 seconds Morelos has a great chance a header um, could he do better? Possibly um, Was he up too soon? Yeah, I think he jumped yeah. too early uh, he didn't, didn't have that hang time uh, but um, the sending off definitely changes changes the game, uh, no doubt about it. Look, I think Sands is, is unlucky in terms of, the, you know, it's a genuine attempt. The ball goes underneath his leg. The right decision, but a, a hard decision. McGregor then goes on to make two wonderful saves. Questions over number one, not for me. He is the number one. Um, but the first goal, again, from a set piece, Leanne, a corner, short yeah. corner, that then leads to, to to a shot that leads to another penalty. That was what what broke the camel's back. Um, once Napoli went one nil up against uh, ten men, then it was always going to be a tough ask. It was. I think the the Morelos chance is huge, isn't it? Because we, we watched Rangers a lot last season. Um, their form at Ibrox in, in European matches was was certainly something, and, and they used the fans behind them. But it just shows you you need to be ready from the first second. And I think if maybe that chance comes to Alfredo Morelos ten minutes into the game it becomes a different story but when it happens so quickly 
you need to be on on the money. Um, and you guys say, I think he just went up too early, and it's a chance wasted. But no, I think Rangers, you know, for the best part of fifty five minutes, matched Napoli in every other department. It just comes down to that quality. They're a really good side, and the fact that they then go down to ten players makes it really really tough. And I and I think I think it's fair. The 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 real talking point leading into this match. Um, been seven signings this season in terms of recruitment. Seven signings, two two were injured. Um, Lawrence and Suter. The other five can't get a place in the starting eleven. What does that tell you about the signing policy? Well, I mean, for me, the signing policy is still very, very unclear. Uh, are the are the, the signings being made by by Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? Is it Ross Wilson? Is it working together? I, I, I really don't know. And, and for me, you know, when you see five of the fit ones that still are not starting in what was a really, really important match um, for the club Champions League football to stay in the group stages, um, yeah, that was quite telling for me. I think you can look at it too, baseball, because a lot of managers stick by those signings and that then yeah. becomes their downfall. Mm-hmm. Whereas he's actually big enough just now, Van Bronckhorst, to say you're not actually good enough to get in the side. Now, they might come good. You know, we spoke about the injuries and players, Tillman, you know, being one just not to speed in terms of the game mm-hmm. and such a young player. Um, but it's a huge call and it certainly does um, flag issues over that recruitment policy. Here's Derek, a big Rangers fan on the line. Hi, Derek. Hey, Paul, good evening. Good evening, Phil. Good evening, Derek. That was the point, mate, Paul. Uh, why do you not think any of the, the new assignments uh, I think the last three three years Rangers signing policy under Ross Wilson has been a disgrace a disgrace uh, that's strong it. yeah what about well, a, you can get yeah. through it a lot of the signing Paul uh, Simpson Greg uh, Stewart Jordan Jones yeah uh, I mm. I think when I them uh, I don't understand the suitor signing when he's not played a full season the last three seasons. And then we see him the first game of the season, he seemed to have vanished. Leanne, what do you think? It is hard to justify, isn't it? It is. I think the Suter one's probably different in the sense that he's a top player. I think we've seen that. We've seen him internationally last season. We watched him in the cup final. Again, he's a, he's a Rolls Royce of a footballer. He's had a tough start. Poor game family bereavement and we haven't seen him back in a Rangers jersey since so that one probably is an isolated um, signing and I would look at that differently across the board you know Derek's perhaps got a point that over the last number of seasons had your recruitment policy been that good or <laughs> you wouldn't have the same players starting games uh, as you like to describe them the old guard that's what you're going back to so these guys that have come in the seven signings Craig mentioned that you would be expecting at least three or four of them to be starting 11 players you know you don't expect seven out of seven um, although Ange Postacoglu would perhaps disagree because on the other side of the city he's almost managed to execute that um, with the number of signings that he brought in but I just think no, it's, it's looking as if perhaps the quality has just not been there for the players that have come in um, and that could be what Van Bronckhorst will be judged on because he's the manager he carries um, the can for that regardless of whether it's Ross Wilson or not I don't think Van Bronckhorst would be in the job I would need to say if he wasn't having some say over the players that come to Ibrooks. Craig, some Rangers yeah. fans would have expected a, a Dutch contingent to come in. Yeah, yeah. Well, Veerman was the one, wasn't that? Yeah. That, that was a, that was the name that we were hearing uh, uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. For PSV mm-hmm. got obviously a good look at him and, and looked a decent player. Uh, very strange uh, because a lot of coaches, Giovanni, obviously with the, with a the Dutch background, look, they do tend to go back to to players and and clubs that they've worked with and, and the players that they trust. Mm-hmm. You normally tend to see one or two come across. It hasn't been the case, um, and, and like you know. 
For me, when you look at improvement of a squad, every club, every team looks to improve every season. Um, at this early stage, um, Derek, and I'm probably sure you'll agree, Rangers do not look a stronger team than last season. Definitely not. I, I think I spoke to you, Craig, and before the uh, before the Rangers and Celtic game, they said if Celtic had won the season, the Rangers would see them finished. And I stand by that. Rangers will not win the league. Uh, as much as it pains me to say that, uh, every game seems to be a struggle. There's not been a game that I've sat down and thoroughly enjoyed this season. But do you think they'll go in with a bit of hope against Dundee United? Well, more than hope. Three in a row they've lost that's the first time since 2006 11 yeah. goals conceded mm-hmm. none four um, is this the, the right kind of game Leanne is Dundee United <laughs> probably a really tough one um, yeah. you know because Dundee United has been question marks over their character and, and this response that they've shown since Jack Ross departed Tanadice so they'll come to Ibrox with it's been shocking hasn't yeah it? a point to prove you know they'll want to go and um, kick on and, and certainly looking forward rather than back so it's probably a you know, describe it as a banana skin if you like but then at the same time it's at Ibrooks in front of a full house Rangers are by not any means a bad side and I said that last week even when you look at the starting 11 regardless of whether that's the, the players from last season Craig, Craig's probably right in the sense that I don't think they're a better side from what I've seen they're certainly not a worse team than what Rangers were last season the difference in Glasgow right now is that Celtic have kicked on to a different level which is then where the comparisons um, look slightly different and that's what I think you, you need to separate again Here's what GVB said afterwards about the starting eleven. Well, I always pick the team who I think will, will win the game. I'm not going to pick 11 players and say, OK, I put three new signings in and four players who already been here for 10 years. It doesn't work like that. You know, I have, I have, I have two eyes. You know, I can see how the performances are. I can see uh, how they train. And eventually, I don't look at new signings or players who are already here for longer years. I just pick the... the you know, the, the best 11 for the game today. And I think, you know, the, the starting 11 played really well. So he was asked then about Ben Davis and why has he not been playing? Ben Davis? Why do why you have to talk about Ben Davis? <laughs> no, because he's he's been injured. You know, he's just back in training. You know, I, I put players in who I think will be ready to play. And uh, and that's why I put Leon in first. Uh, because he I think he's, he's developing really well. He played really well second half against Ajax. And uh, that's why I put him in, and that's uh, you know that's why uh, Ben didn't start. Hey, look, you can understand when he's saying that he's going to pick his best eleven, whoever that may be. One hundred percent, you're the manager. That's what you need to do. Whoever you think are the best eleven that are prepared the best way for that that particular match. I think where fans are scratching their head a little bit is when you bring in and you recruit players, you're looking to improve that 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 best eleven so to speak. Um, and again, Leon King, who I'm a big fan of, I think is a, is a real competitor and has got a great um, chance of having a really good career for himself. He comes on in, in what is a, a massive, massive game, which is great confidence from the manager through to the player to trust him. But you've got a player that you've signed for £4 million on the bench. And if he's on the bench, for me, you're fit, ready to go. I know, but I think that is different now, Craig, when you look at the substitutes as well that you can use. I think the bench is bigger than, than what it would have been in previous years. The five substitutes changes that. So if it was three subs, would he have been on the bench? You know, or is he there because he, he can fill the bench? So you're so 60% it, fit or something. You've you been know, there, you've trained all yeah. week. So if you can include more players, like at, on a weekend, if we mm-hmm. can include 18, 19 players, we'd maybe only have 16 players that we know, mm-hmm. you know, going in against somebody like Glasgow City, for example, that you're going to be able to use 
because the, the, the goal from player, whether it's young players, players come back for injury, so you would look at it differently. So if he's there because he could get, you know, be part of that match, the environment, then he's back in, he's involved, he's included, then hopefully yeah. you would see him at the weekend. So I can only assume that that's perhaps the vision for a player returning from injury. Yeah. But, you know, the manager needs to answer those questions yeah. because he doesn't sound happy, <laughs> you know, when it's thrown his way. But ultimately, it is a lot of money. Four yeah. millions, a lot of money to pay for a player that we've not really seen. Well, sorry, and, and it's actually, that's that particular player. And then you've got uh, Ridvan Yilmaz. Mm -hmm. Yep. There's another six million. You're not really having him, are you? Well, he's, he's for me. He's like I says, Barisic. Shit. He's behind Barisic. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Barisic was the worry but, since February. So, so yeah. for me, there's ten million at the moment that looks abs nowhere near mm -hmm. the the first team, the starting eleven. Derek, what about your goalkeeper though? And that double save or triple save, uh, Alan McGregor back. I know the scoreline doesn't look great, but what would it have been without him? Uh, I think McGregor probably should be the number one maybe for the rest of the season, but I'm surprised he didn't give McCrory a chance for McGregor sort of a step aside. I'm surprised it was McLaughlin. I had to go with McLaughlin after the, uh, the Rangers Celtic game, Paul, when I say that I didn't think that he should be the number one keeper. Uh, I'm not just blaming him for that game, but I don't think he's been good enough for Rangers with McLaughlin. All right, Derek, thanks for calling in. It's going to be crucial this weekend, isn't it? Because if the gap widens, then Derek's uh, prediction of two weeks ago mm -hmm. could come true. Nothing's over in September. <laughs> but for that gap to increase if Celtic win at St Mirren and if Rangers lose uh, against Dundee United. But you wouldn't expect that, would you? Surely. No, um, no. Well, you're going to call me Stuart there. Rangers, they're at home. And it's a game where, again, you know, Rangers fans can be... Um, hard to please mm -hmm. at the best of times but if this game game the first 10, 15, 20 minutes with no goal um, then you know Rangers can get a little bit nervous it is a game you'd expect them to win but at the same time you're coming off the back of three defeats three heavy defeats I might add so confidence how high is the confidence? Stuart's been on the socials at Go Football Show saying surely Leanne Alan McGregor has to keep the number one jersey I think he does yeah you know I've said that for a couple of weeks now um I was surprised that even after the old firm game, you know, that they didn't change John McLaughlin because I just felt that his performance and not to throw him under the bus because I think every other player in a, a Rangers jersey was really poor, but I just thought that the types of goals that he conceded were um, just not good enough. But I, I don't understand why Alan McGregor would be at Rangers this season not to continue playing because I don't see him going from being the keeper that he was and, and clearly still is to becoming a number two. That, for me, just doesn't make sense. He should have walked away if that was the case. And I don't mm. think, looking at Alan McGregor, he's content with the situation. I think he wants to be number one. Um, so it's a strange one. But Craig, you were there last night. Do you think the Rangers fans took more of a, a lift from that performance last night, at least up until uh, Sands was sent off? Yeah, look, I, I think, and again, being in, in about it, Leanne, and speaking to different people and obviously watching watching the game, Rangers fans just want to see a team that, that, are, that are giving everything mm -hmm. being competitive yep. chasing the ball down tackling competing um, and they got that last night and unfortunately uh, the the sending off of James Sands yeah. it kind of it changed the the way that the game went unfortunately but they were happy in terms of you've just got to be able to compete but for me that consistency in all those qualities that I've mentioned mm -hmm. have not been there for, for for game to game from week to week and that's been the disappointing thing for the supporters 
Which is maybe why Van Bronckhorst just reverts back to the players that have been there the longest, that perhaps understand it, that in front of a packed Ibrooks, you need to go and deliver at least for the fans. You know, if you don't deliver the, the, the result, you have to go and do all the things that you've just said. And, and it sounds, you know, even being across the socials yep. yesterday and, and today, mm. it looks as if the fans are a bit more positive about that. Quick break coming up. We're going to talk Celtic uh, after the break. And we'll be checking, Craig, how are your tonsils last night? Were you singing? Um, I was, it was a little bit special. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, know, gonna, the game. I, I want to ask you about it. And surely UEFA are not going to take action when you sing <laughs> at the national anthem. But we're going to talk about that later in the programme. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Thursday edition. Last night in Europe, Rangers losing 3-0 to Napoli, but the performance overall much better than it was against Ajax. Still not enough, though. Craig Moore was saying in the first 20 minutes, Leanne Crichton, BA Honours, is with us, first class, as well. There's some news coming in from UEFA. We'll tell you in a second or two about that. Rangers are not going to be fined. Um, and I'll talk to you about it in a few moments. But let's hear from Ange Postacoglu, Celtic drawing 1-1 in Warsaw against Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, the first goal came from, and we are giving it to Hatati. I see the UEFA kept changing it, Leanne, but it's Hatati, wasn't it? And it, it was a sweet goal. Yeah, it's a tricky one because yeah. I, I can understand why they're, they're probably not giving it to him. But I just thought the build-up play was excellent. I thought his movement, his energy to get beyond the through ball. Was it Hicks? Banovic that yes. played the through yep. ball, yeah. Um, lovely, you know, so neat. And then puts it back in that danger area. He's looking to get his shot on target. Um, and the touch takes it beyond. What I loved more was the fact that <laughs> Kyogo could have stabbed at home um, and, and just yeah. pulled his foot out at the very last second. And I thought, I wonder if he, if that was an act of kindness or it was the act of could I have been offside. Um, okay. But no, it was it was certainly a, a good goal to, to get them going. And I said to Paul before we came on air, the amount of games this season that Celtic score within the first 15 minutes is incredible early goal yeah, yeah they, 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 they start the game so well don't they and that, that early goal and again it's a pattern of play that we've we've seen time and time again uh, look Celtic will, will, will be kind of disappointed that I think two two points have, have gone um, missing on the night because the way that they played the chances that they, they, they had in the match yes Shakhtar um, had a period for 10-15 minutes but Celtic you know I'd be disappointed they didn't take all three points there because they had enough chances mm -hmm. Um, to really go and, and win that game quite comfortably, I felt. They just switched off, didn't they? 29 minutes, Mudrik in, in there and, and scored. What about the keeper, Joe Hart? Um, like, you know, you're giving so much praise. Yeah. Could he have done better the way he twisted? But he, he, he gambles a little bit. So once he gambles in terms of he thinks a shot's going across goal, He's he's then starting to go. Um, obviously, it goes it goes near, it goes high. Look, he can't he can't do anything about it once he's made that decision. Uh, he, potentially, if he wants to stand up. Maybe takes it in the face. No problem, you save a goal. But it was just more that he was off balance thinking it was going across goal. Yeah, no, I, I would agree, Paul. I think the first time I seen it, um, I thought, could he have done better? But then I look at the speed of the ball, as Craig says, he's caught in two minds, he's tried to gamble. Uh, and sometimes that happens, you know, and I think goalkeepers are left exposed where you do look as if, you know, you could have done better all the time, but you've got to take nothing away from the finish as well. It was a brilliant ball over um, the top, breaks the Celtic back line, and he's still got an awful lot to do, you know, and it was, a, as I say, a great finish. And what about Haksabanovic thrown in? I mean, that surprised most people. We saw him briefly against Real Madrid. I mean, I think he looked more than mm -hmm. decent. He's quite a unit, isn't he? And he played a hand in that first goal. He did. Um, he did really well for the first goal. No, I think, you know, 
listening to a lot of Celtic um, supporters the other week after he had come on. Um, can't remember quite what game it was, but certainly he's looked lively and impressed. And I think when you come on as a wide player as well, with the players at Celtic you've got just now, you can't do anything other than impress when mm. you come on. Otherwise you're gone. You know you need to take your opportunity and it's yeah. a lot of pressure yeah. because our wide men have, have been outstanding. So no, he certainly came in and, and made his mark. But that just, speaking about recruitment, you know, you go and change the, the personnel and it works for Celtic and it's almost a like-for-like like change. Uh, every player delivers very similar type of assist performances, um, work rate on and mm -hmm. off the ball. I think the only thing, Paul, that will, uh, Celtic will be disappointed with so far in the Champions League, the two two matches, is that they just haven't been ruthless in front of goal. They, they've created Because they have been enough. the whole season, Craig. Yeah, you know, domestic, domestically. They've been flying. Yeah, they, they create a lot of chances and that's continued also in the Champions League, but they just haven't taken those opportunities, which, like you say, Leanne, they have domestically. Do you it, think that comes down to sorry, a bit of pressure as well, Craig, at that level? Because you know what's riding on it? Because even when you look yeah. at... Giacomacchus, his chance, you know, he tries to shape it. Yeah. It just goes beyond and you could see the response his teammates around him going, what yeah. a chance that is. Yeah. But it's almost like you're as a player, yeah. it's the pressure. You're spot on because there was a chance early on in the first half against Real Madrid, Abada. Leo Abada's mm -hmm. strong goal. Mm -hmm. And he kind of snatches at it. Yeah. Where again, probably domestically, he'd maybe yeah. take an extra touch, he would slow things down and he would slot that no mm -hmm. problem. So that I, higher level. I think domestically you're going, what's my celebration going to look like? Whereas Champions League, you're going, do not miss this. You know, and it's yeah. a different mental yeah. state to get. And I don't mean that as an arrogance level, what does the celebration no, no, look no, like? No, but no, I think no, when you do no. that amount of hard work, as Celtic have been doing to get into the final yeah. third, they've been clinical. Here's Ange afterwards, after the 1 1 draw. Significant in the point was the performance. Um, as I said, it's 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 the highest level of club football, and uh, every game is you know pressurised. Every game, you know, every moment of every game is important. I just thought you know, there, was, there was real sort of growth in our team in the way we handled it all, and you definitely have to earn everything at this level. Every point, every win will take maximum effort from us and, and to, for us to be at our best. And uh, it wasn't three points today, but in terms of the performance, I thought yeah, you know, that's the most encouraging bit. That you know, I thought the players really embrace the fact that you know we're going to have to be at our best all the time for everything we get. That was the disappointment for them. He said after Real Madrid, they will learn from, from it. You have to take your chances. I know it's not an exact science, but I'm just looking at the number of chances that they had. Yeah. Okay, I'll go Marcus with a few. Maeda, early in the second half, it was yeah. like a rerun of Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah. But are we finding out that he is... What, what, where would you play Maeda? For me, he can play any of their forward positions, but he's not a clinical finisher um, he's got great energy he's an unbelievable athlete repeats efforts works ever so hard for the team um, but he's, he's missed a couple of chances that things that have kind of flashed flashed across the box so he's had to think quickly and sort his feet out Kyogo scoring those Maeda um, hasn't unfortunately I think he's better off the sides personally I think he's worked great his energy the way that he presses he's just an absolute <laughs> nuisance you know and I think that benefits other players but as you say, Craig, you could play him anywhere across the, you know, the three, even the front four. You could probably drop him in there, just depending on who you were playing against. But it just looks as if he probably needs two or three chances for every chance that he will go and take. Which, which you know, which, at that level, you can't really afford. Which is strange, yeah, because he scored. I think he was he was golden golden boot or top scorer mm -hmm. goal scorer in Japan prior to coming with 22, 23 goals. Mm -hmm. And again, it could come down to pressure, you know, mm. with the quality around him and he knows there's other players knocking on the door as well. Mm. And when you're in the team and out the team, yeah. he's perhaps a player that if you play him consistently in, in every game, which he hasn't done, you know, he's nope. been in and out. Um, he needs that and he needs the confidence, you know, as much as he gives you the energy to match it. 
mental toughness the manager's been speaking about it, especially at Champions League level. It's, it's you're away from home and, and I know that uh, obviously it's a neutral venue but it's still not your home ground and um, yeah, I, I just thought we, we showed real resilience and mental toughness to just keep playing our football and you know, at this level I think that is that is encouraging and it's, it's encouraging for me and I think it'll be encouraging for the players. Um, yeah, as I said, everything we get, every goal, every point, every win um, is going to be hard earned. You know, there's no easy ones at this level, and uh, we put everything in there today, and uh, we didn't get the three points. Um, but if we keep doing that, I think it will give us a chance of you know being successful in, in every game we play. So they're still very much in it, though, Craig, aren't they? Obviously, they've got RB Leipzig away, yeah. 5th of October, and mm-hmm. then at home, and then it's the, the yeah. home straight then with the, the last two games. What do you feel about Celtic, how they can do? Yeah, no, they're very much, very much uh, still in the in the group, and and like I says, the next two games really, really important. But um, you know, the, the mentality is is key. Um, you know, and keep sort of believing, which they they certainly don't lack in terms of belief in the playing style. It's just more about European football. That top top level, you will be punished by mistakes. So if you don't take that one or two chances that you you get in a in a game. Mm-hmm you know that potentially they're going to go up the park once and score and all of a sudden it's a draw. Um, that's the difference between the domestic competition and the Champions League. They're in a good position in the group. I think getting into this next double header, Paul, um, you know, even if they perhaps could take four points, obviously <laughs> listening to Ange Postecoglou, he's going to want six. Yep. Um, but if you weigh up and, and look at the type of games that it, that it might be, take four from that, it, it still puts you in a, a decent position. They don't then play Real Madrid until the final game in the group I don't think yes. so that's your toughest game mm-hmm. you know so you could give yourself a real yeah. chance Is the first game against Leipzig at home or it's away? away? It's away yep. so that's that's massive yep. because at the moment yep. Leipzig uh, have lost two Yeah. Um, so the next game for Leipzig is huge mm-hmm. uh, as well so because if you if you beat them they're gone gone sure. then you play them yeah. again you know what is there to play for so then it changes the complex of the tie completely. Real Madrid had a two-goal win over Leipzig last night. Valverde and Asensio, the scorers. I see Benzema is still out after going off uh, last week. But that's what you would want from Celtic's point of view. Real Madrid do the business early and uh, mm-hmm. maybe play some younger players. It's frightening yeah. to think who they might be. <laughs> but, but tournament football. Tournament yeah. football, which is exactly what yeah. they're in at the moment, is, is about getting to that last game with a chance to go through. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that for Celtic... Um, is what they'll be they'll be aiming to, to to be in a position to do. Get to that last game, group game, with a chance to go through. You know him well. Overall, how do you think he would be on the way back last night? Peter Grant was on with Mark mm-hmm. Weedy and he was saying he will be really disappointed because it's what might have been Jota. We haven't even mentioned him, who was yeah. man yeah. of the match yeah. by some, I think, by uh, UEFA. Yeah, yeah. Now look, he'd be, he'd be frustrated. Uh, he'd be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, he would have been proud of the, the way that his team again had that, that belief and, and were brave to, to play the football that he wants them to play. Mm-hmm. But for sure, he'd be disappointed with the, the final outcome. That's what he keeps going on about. And I think people probably thought at some point that would change, you know, mm-hmm. that his philosophy would change or his setup would change in different games. Even if you looked at, you know, going one goal ahead last night, a lot of managers might have then changed things and, and performance-wise, there would have been a contingency plan that if you do take the lead, you maybe try and approach the game slightly differently and contain. There's none of that. Um, so, of course, he'd be disappointed that he didn't take three points, but he, he says it all the time. It's about the performance. It's about what he's trying to achieve. The players are buying into it. There's a real confidence and belief that if they keep doing it, the rewards will come. You know, And that's improved from game one. Real Madrid, they've then picked up the point. The target will be three points in the next game. 
We'll talk about Rangers in a second or two and about what they could do, although it's looking really tough. But I was on the podcast last night with Chris Burke afterwards yeah. and Barry Ferguson, and I said, could they get third spot? And they said, well, Paul, you're saying they couldn't get second because, of course, Liverpool yeah. left it late, but they got the win against Ajax. And deserved it. I mean, you know, Liverpool... Uh, well, I mean, I know they they go up early. Ajax equalise. Ajax have actually a great chance to go two one up towards the end of that match. Mm. But Liverpool were knocking on the door, knocking on the door, and and, and were always likely to get the the winner, which they did. Um, tough first game down there for for Rangers, mm. which is going to be a real real challenge. Are you uh, going? Well, Anfield. We'll see. I mean, it'd be great to go down there. It'd be a fantastic match. But Rangers have definitely got their their hands full there to go down there and get a result. Um, so then you're talking about Paul. Can they get third position? Yeah, they can, but but it's it's still a big ask. Mm-hmm. No, it is a tough ask, but I think you know it'll be a brilliant double header. Liverpool, it's going to be incredible, uh, and those are the types of games that you want to be part of in the Champions League. I think for Liverpool, the flip side is that the pressure's probably on them because mm-hmm. they have left it late, but they've been a Champions League finalist team, you know, semi finalist for a number of years now. Winners, so the expectation for them is it's not finishing second in the group. It's it's been up there at the top it's going through convincingly it's not exerting energy that you don't need in the group stages when you're trying to keep on the tails of the leaders of the Premier League as well so they've got a lot to do uh, and Rangers yes they've put on a better performance against Napoli and that's the confidence that they'll take as long as that confidence is not derailed by a domestic upset between now and then you would expect Rangers to go and make it really tough for Liverpool but listen what a top side they are Some common sense from UEFA has just come out that uh, Glasgow Rangers, they say, Rangers will not be punished for playing the national anthem at Ibrox despite UEFA turning down the request to do so. Common sense, Leanne. Yeah. You don't see a lot of it in, in football no. um, and everybody will have their mixed yep. opinions on it and views on it and whatnot. Um, for me, I'm, I'm not interested in the politics of sure. it. If, if people mm-hmm. felt that there was enough emotion in the stadium last night that that was the way they wanted to go and express that emotion... So be it. You know, I'm all for freedom of sure. opinion and, and speech. Um, and in the moment, as long as people can be respectful of that and you're not offending um, other folk, you know, you have made that decision today. So it is what it is. I think it's the right decision as well. Um, and look, I was at the match. It was special. Mm. I, I've got to be honest with you. You know, like hearing the, the, the national anthem yeah. and all that and, and the atmosphere, the noise, it was incredible. Uh, and I'm sure it's it, it's going to be a, a moment for a lot of people that they, they will never, ever forget. And do you think that helped the players as well? Because Rangers were, they were a different outfit from what they were the week before. Yeah, and they could have scored in 30 seconds. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, back to that. <laughs> you used that energy, clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tavernier, Morelos, yes, boom. Yes, yes. Yeah. You needed to hang a little bit longer in the air. Mm-hmm. And, and Morelos' ears were maybe still ringing from yeah. the, the noise. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're in, a, we're in a democracy and it is the national anthem of the country and the monarch of 70 years has gone. So I think UEFA have made the right decision. How are the tonsils? I asked you yeah. earlier. They're yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, no, they're okay, they're okay. <laughs> Loads of messages coming in from Rangers fans who are not happy though with some aspects of the team. Um, here's some of the comments. Borna Barisic was outstanding in the first half, but then he disappeared at half time. Would that be fair? Wow. Well, would that be Yeah, I mean... He, he, he did do well, like I said, but I mean, Rangers competed really, really well for 60 minutes. There's going to be always a lot of question marks, I still think, at this moment in time because every player is not at their best. Mm-hmm. Three of the back, uh, sorry, two of the back three, mm-hmm. two central midfielders. Yep. Actually, yep. one recognised yep. central defender. Um, Goldson's the only one there, isn't he? I still Recognized. look in the middle of the park. Yep. I go, Rangers, yep. 
lack legs yeah. in the middle of the because park. Because you've got Lundstrom at centre-back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, then, he has the legs, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And then the pace in the team as well. That that pace, whether it be breaking a line and getting forward and, and, and getting beyond a defence or, or vice versa, you've got to do the other way. They lack pace for me in those key areas as well. So and you saw that against Celtic a few weeks ago. It's so clear the difference. Seen it, and also we see it with the 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 penalty incident with James Sands yeah. mm-hmm. and Lundstrom trying to get back, and you know someone with real pace yeah. gets back and deals with that. I actually thought though, looking at it, Craig, they probably both got in each other's way. Yeah. Because I actually thought if Lundstrom had been left on his own. I think he would have made the challenge outside the box because I th- it's the types of challenges that Lundstrom makes. Yep. You know, in the middle of the pitch, I think he's always there. He's, he likes a challenge. He's one of those players. He breaks up play. So I think he would have gone with outside of the boot and tried to, to nick it, whether he would have got yeah. the ball or not. But I don't think it would have led you know, to a penalty incident. So I, I felt like they were both just caught. But that comes down to the shape. It's switching off. Scott Arfield needs to do better in the middle of the pitch as well because Goldson goes a long way. Um, the two he wins the header, doesn't he? He, he wins, wins it, but he's first. left in no man's land, ah, Craig. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and I think that you've got to be organisationally a lot better. I think it was Stephen Davis. Get Stephen Davis in to go and compete for that header and, and at centre-back you can stay. We're going to continue that conversation after the break. Rangers fans are on in big numbers. Celtic fans, how are you feeling? You've got a point in the Champions League. Should have been three. Many, many chances, but you are uh, off the mark after the 1-1 draw last night. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go. This is the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney and the company of Leanne Crichton, ex-Scotland International How many caps, Leanne? 72, 72. Yeah. And currently with Motherwell, how's it going? Obviously... No football last weekend. No football weekend, at the weekend, yeah. yeah, totally lost as well and, and you guys were probably yeah. feeling the same Saturday and Sunday but um, we're back this weekend, play Glasgow Women on Sunday um, which is a good opportunity for us to, to get back going um, with a tough start, you know, three out of the our first four games have been against teams that were in the, the top four last season so we're looking to come into a, a better run of games and matches that you can, you know, look at your um, style of playing and try and implement that um, a lot more. You might see more of the ball is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. Craig Moore for this weekend. Look at the games coming up. We've got Hibs against Aberdeen, Livingston against Kilmarnock, Rangers Dundee United, we mentioned, and St. Johnson against Ross County. Then on Sunday, 12 o'clock kickoff at the new Love Street. It's St Mirren against Celtic and then Motherwell at three against Hearts. Some really good games, Craig, at the yeah, weekend. Again, yeah, again, yeah. Look, I mean, obviously, the, the, the teams backing up in Europe is always a challenge, isn't it, come come weekend? Um, so you look at, you know, Celtic away to St Mirren, Hearts, Motherwell, that'll be a tough match. And, and I still feel that Rangers, although at home to Dundee United, will be ex- an extremely tough match. Hibs v Aberdeen looks a good one. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good card. But look, every week's competitive, isn't it? There's always a standout fixture, though. There is always a standout fixture. Um, and for you, which one? For this one, I'm, I think Hibs Aberdeen is a standout fixture right. for this for this weekend. Yeah, no, I would agree. I think that'll be a uh, an interesting one, you know, because for me, Hibs have, have flattered to deceive. But then I look at the heart, Motherwell Hearts, you know, I look Robert Snodgrass coming in as well, yeah. I think a good signing yes. for Hearts. Um, I thought they were a bit light in numbers in terms of the squad going for the European Thursdays into the weekend matches, so... You need quality, you need experiences that have, um, from players that have experienced that in their career. So, no, there's always, um, there'll be some good games, but yeah, you can never get away from the old firm matches no, and, exactly. and how they'll play out. He's on Glasgow's own and he's giving it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm hips not, I know. Aberdeen, the, right? I've, I've winked at Leanne. I know Mate. she's coming back with it. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, and. <laughs> 
Love it, love it. <laughs> no, you look, every game, you know, you're looking at um, Celtic. I don't think they're, they're going to drop any points at St Mirren. I could yeah. be wrong, you know, and that's not being disrespectful to Stephen Robinson and his side, but yeah. just the domestic form of Celtic's been outstanding. And the pressure is always on Rangers just now because for as long as you play catch up, mm. you're the team that's looked at, you know, will you mm. drop more points? Can you get back in the race? Of course, and this time last week we were saying, well, the Aberdeen game is going to be huge for Rangers. Obviously, it was, yeah, it postponed, was postponed, yeah, uh, just almost a week ago. Yeah. Um, it it doesn't seem such a big game now for Rangers against Dundee United, Craig, or am I? No, no, it's for me. It's massive. You're on the back of um, three defeats. Um, okay, a better perform performance against Napoli, but still as a, a three nil defeat. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rangers need to bounce back and bounce back in a in a in a confident way. Um, and it's not easy because, Leanne, you touched on it. Dundee United also going through a bit of, mm-hmm. bit of change there as well. So, look, everyone will be on their toes there looking to try and impress. They've not brought a new manager in at this moment no. in time. Uh, there's, there's a, it's pretty quiet in terms of what's, what's happening at Dundee United. What's the going to be? I've literally not heard anything. But I think what Dundee United will do is get back to basics and, and doing what they did last season and that was being really hard to beat. You know, yeah. and, and coming to Ibrooks against a Rangers team that have struggled for goals, mm-hmm. certainly in the last three matches, um, puts them under even more pressure because you think back to that game, I know it was at Tannadice mm-hmm. last season, and I've mentioned it quite a lot in recent weeks speaking about Dundee United, but they were outstanding and they almost defended in the edge of the 18-yard box for the entire game and they, they took a draw that day, mm-hmm. um, made it really tough for Rangers to break them down. So it could be a similar type performance that they put in at Ibrooks and Rangers will need to find the back of the net. Craig spoke about it earlier, the fans, you know, if, if you don't get them on side mm-hmm. early on and you don't give them, you know, something to shout about, it becomes a tense afternoon. How many minutes do you give do the fans give you? Craig, when you were there, Rangers captain, hey, Barry said 10 minutes. Yeah, I would say, yeah. and 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 you're probably going to be looking um, less than that come come less. this week. I tell you what, you you don't want to be doing is is being in a position where all of a sudden now you're passing the ball backwards, because that will be jumped on. That'll be jumped on in the second minute, let alone the, the tenth minute. Jack's being on saying on the socials at Go Football Show, would you play two up front? Would Rangers go Cholak and Morelos? Why not? Uh, look again, I th- Giovanni um, for me. He, he, he likes I'm saying that he coming he's going to play 4-3-3 although he has gone back to, to five at times and, and mixed it up a little bit um, Cholak has come in and done a great job there's no doubt about that he scored goals Morelos for me is still um, is still the main man though playing them together could work uh, it could work and Giovanni has shown that he's he's not overly stubborn right zonal zonal defending zonal defending but the way they set up in terms of corners against um he, he didn't have his own defending last night. So there is a little bit of give in him. Yep. But nobody wants to go two up top, Paul. I, I would play sure. two up top. Why yeah. not? Mm. Same with Celtic. Chikamakis uh, alongside Kogo. What do you think? Will they go two up front for Dundee United? I don't see them changing it, no. if I'm being honest. I don't think Van Bronckhorst will get away from the two systems that he's, he's used already. Um I wouldn't disagree with it though, you know, and uh, you would need to see more. I don't know if Alfredo Morelos and, and Cholak, from what I've seen, would really complement each other that well, and, and I think more as well out of possession. You know, do, do the two of them do enough out of possession that you could warrant having them both in the team? Um, I don't know, you know, but I think Morelos for me is 
the main man, as Craig says, yeah. but he's not done enough for yeah. you know a long, long time now. He's not done enough when you think how long Van Bronckhorst has been in post. Yeah. He's rarely featured for Van Bronckhorst. You know, he was missing for a huge part of last season and a vital part of last season as well. And he's not featured at the beginning of this season, which is turning out to be a pretty vital um, part in the season. I know we said earlier nothing's won or lost in September, mm -hmm. but certainly you know there can be a mark in the board that it shows which direction it's going in. This team can most definitely play a 4-4-2 formation. There's no doubt about that. When when you look at the players mm -hmm. uh, at Giovanni's mm -hmm. disposal, um, a 4-4-2 um, would definitely work for this group. And and I think with Cholak, Cholak will stay more on shoulders, mm -hmm. um, whereas yeah. Morelos doesn't mind dropping deeper. Right. He links the game times. well. Yeah. He, he does link the game well, and then you've got the width. Um, they could easily play a 4-4-2. I think at times when Craig in football, maybe in your career, you've experienced that as well. I played under Anna Signal at uh, the national team and she was heavily criticised for never getting away from a 4-4-2. Mm -hmm. But actually, it's the one formation that everybody knows their jobs. There's very, mm -hmm. not many grey areas in a 4-4-2. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody you say knows that, where they should be, when they should be there, and when the ball goes forward, you should always have two strikers in the box. I, I agree because, again, like the British and even in Australia and that sort of stuff, that is 4-4-2, 4-4-2, whereas the Dutch are very much 4-3-3. Yeah. So yeah. that, that grey area and all sort of stuff, that's you, what they say yeah. as And well. if you dominate games, you know, it becomes a 4-2-4 because four, four, mm. you've, you've always got a front four and then you have the two players in the middle of the pitch. Who that would be? Would it be Jack and, and Lundstrom, for example? Um, the anchor, the middle mm. of the pitch. So, you know, maybe it's something that Van Bronckhorst would look at. Here's some more uh, on the socials. Somebody saying, Kamara doesn't look interested. It's sad. He's got so much talent. He did so well for so many seasons. Everyone else battled for each other and gave a good account of themselves. Um, he feels the lack of interest from Kamara caused two goals. <sighs> lack of interest. That's... I can understand where that comment is coming from. He doesn't look as if he's in love with the game at this moment in time or, or on top form. He's a confidence player for me, Craig. Yeah. And yeah. he's really lacking in it. Do you think that's gone just now? Yeah. No, sorry to interrupt you, Craig. Sorry, yeah. yeah. But I, I think that he's a huge confidence player. And I think when he got to a point last season, the season previous, his stock was always rising. You know, he was always on the up. He was always improving. He was spoke really well of that move. You know, was he going to get a move? Mm -hmm. Price tags on his name. All of a sudden that's gone. I think it takes a certain mental toughness now to get beyond that yeah. and get back to your day job. And I'm not saying that Glenn Kamara is a type of player that would have been looking too far beyond Rangers, but I think that perhaps when you feel that you're a certain level, you know, you need to keep creating the hype. Don't believe it. And I think that, you know, if he's mm -hmm. got to that level where he felt like he could have moved on and he hasn't, mm -hmm. then he's in and out the team. It does become tough, but that yeah. top players respond to that. Top uh, players get better and he get caught. Uh, was it the third goal last third night? Goal, he's intercepted. He, yeah. he gets robbed. I feel, you know, look, for me, come January, uh, if there's still this kind of feeling that is he there, is he not there, I, I think that, that Rangers probably should be looking uh, to move Kamara on in January. Here is the manager speaking about someone else we spoke about earlier, about Alan McGregor. Oh, he did. I mean, you know, the first two two penalties, he uh, he was excellent. I think before that, he already had some changes, and you know, he's we know how how he will he will play, Alan. And uh, of course, it's a disappointment for him to uh, not start the season. But uh, I told him to be ready when we need him, and and he's definitely ready to to play as he as he's shown today. And Morella's up front. You know, first start for him in, 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 in a couple of weeks, but uh, 
you know, he's done well. He was very dangerous, could have scored already in the first minute. We know what he will bring to the team. So I think in this game, we needed him to, you know, to be the target man to hold the ball. I think first half, he played really well. I think he sh should have got some, some free kicks uh, in, in, in favor of him, you know, with the physical battles he had to take with the central defenders. Yeah, he's clearly, he's, he's, on a, he's on another level than he was a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. So, you know, we still have Antonio as well, you know, who's performing. So, uh, especially up front, uh, the number nine position, I think we have two players there who can, uh, who can give me what I want. Greg? Play them both together. Four-four-two. <laughs> 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 now yeah. yeah. no, look, Morelos. Yeah. We know how, how big yeah. a player he is. Um, he's lucky to stay on the field. I, I think that that was missed. Um, he had a, he had a shirt pull when he was already on a yellow card, um, which was again silly. But that's Morelos, yeah. um, unfortunately. But he is he is a big big player. Look, in, in regards to the goalkeeper situation, does does Giovanni play McGregor if McLaughlin is? Not injured? Craig Moore is asking you, Leanne Crichton. I'm unsure um, because, as I say, I thought he, he should have come out of the team a lot earlier um, than last night. But I think at some point as a manager, not that you need to listen to the the noise from the outside, but I think you know, you, you're going to be judged on that decision. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think if you stick by John McLaughlin during this time I think it also makes it really tough for John McLaughlin to come back because you mentioned the run Paul what 2006 was yeah. the last time they lost a, a run of three games and if you're the goalkeeper that's in for all three of those games having mm -hmm. conceded 11 goals um, you know going into Dundee United at the weekend then what do you do you know so it's maybe been a blessing in disguise that, that John McLaughlin's been injured because for his sake it's taken him out of the limelight and it's you know and sometimes in football I guess those types of scenarios do arise and yeah. the manager can perhaps be glad that that decision was forced upon him, um, but he did show, I think, enormous loyalty. Yeah, is it because some look sometimes they get sometimes they get it wrongly, and 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 again, it, football's all about opinions. Of course, it is. For me, Alan McGregor is is the number one, and and for me, it kind of ends there. You know, like he 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 is someone that, that will make you saves that will go on and win a, a game of football. Um, do you know, know any? Sorry, do you know anyone who doesn't say that? There were 50,000 last very, night. Very, very few, yeah. You, you, but yeah. It, it was a strange one. It, it was a really, really strange one. And we touched on it right at, right at the very beginning in terms of when he signs a, an, an extra year's contract at his age, he's not signing sure. to, to sit on the bench. So it was a strange one. It doesn't strike me as somebody that would be a, a brilliant substitute yep. either, you know, as a teammate. And I don't What's mean that, that in a bad, a bad way. Yeah, you're right. That phrase you like, what is it? Bench warmer. Oh, I shirt filler, but, but, but like yeah. I said, McGregor's number he, one. He doesn't just fill it, does he? Okay, that's the first hour. Can you believe uh, after last night, Celtic drawing 1-1, Rangers three down to Napoli. More coming after the news. Service your existing car with us right now. And it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! 
Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Paul Cooney here with Leanne Crichton, BA Honours First Class, and also Craig Moore. Craig, right, we just heard there the news about uh, Roger Federer. Yes. 20 Grand Slams. How, so, eight at Wimbledon. Wimbledon. How many at your own Australian? Did I? Am I guessing it's six? Mm. I'm, I'm going to go for six, yeah? Good the Australian knowledge. Open. Is that isn't a guess, it? is it? So you're, you're stuck yeah. in with that? Maybe there was something on in the background. <laughs> but, but 41 years old. Phenomenal, 20, 24 years yep. career in terms of the top, top flight. Over 1,500 yep. matches. Incredible. Yep. Ah, and oh he's, he's got better wage. Yeah. Has he been swimming in the, fount, <laughs> the, fount, the fountain of youth? Because it's just popped up oh, on the screen four yes. pictures of him across all those years. Yep. Uh, and you would never think he was, he was 41. No. He's a top athlete, um, a top professional. Loved watching him. Yep. I think he's yeah. just so flawless. But what I found most interesting, Paul, was a documentary that I watched him that actually as a young player, he was quite irate and his temper was was, was yeah. really short. Mm-hmm. Um, smashed up a few rackets and it took for him to get to a point to learn that that for him wasn't the way to behave because you look at him as, you know, the, the pro that we know him yeah. and the champion that he is. So controlled, so composed. Um, yeah, top performer. Incredible and career. Isn't it great to see one of the greatest, maybe the greatest ever Scottish sportsman or women, Andy Murray, Sir Andy, is in town at he the is, Emirates. And uh, we know he's had all the injuries, but they come back. But brilliant to see him in action at the Emirates. Unbelievable. Yeah, what a career as well. And I think, it, you know, this will probably be one of the last times that, that people see him, certainly in Scotland. He, he might kick on for, for another year if he's, he's got it in the legs. But we've just been blessed. I think those mm. players, you know, Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, Murray, uh, you will probably, you know, you might see the likes again, but... It, the competition over the years, um, the matches, the five sets, endless tournaments, yeah. you know, and going toe to toe with each other and winning so many major honours, it's um, fantastic. I was just laughing there. I was going back to my generation. Oh, Pat, Pat Cash. Pat Cash, sure. Oh, he was terrific, wasn't he? Yeah. Was that? <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Did you see on his social media, Andy Murray, it's been watched and retweeted by thousands of people, signed the one of these big tennis balls for a young lad, Zachary from Hamilton, yeah. from St Mary's School. And uh, just look at it. Have you seen it, Leanne? No, I've not it's seen it. It's brilliant. No. And it goes, oh, well done, wee man. And the guy goes, there's a pen. It can be helpful for you. And the young lad was great. It's a uh, great traction <laughs> on social media. The Murrays are in town there at the Emirates. Uh, Man United in action in a tournament they wouldn't want to be in in the Europa League. But they're, yeah, they're a goal up against Sheriff Tiraspol. And it's Jaden Sancho scoring in seven minutes. The Alkmaar are one up. So many big names still there. And Shamrock Rovers are two down to Ghent at the moment. And Hearts will be in action tonight, eight o'clock. Um, in Riga, in Latvia, it's going to be tough for them. It will, yeah. I think any European match is, is going to be tough. But I think, as I said earlier on, I think Hearts have strengthened. You know, Robert Snodgrass coming in, in in terms of the squad will be good for them. But I think they've got a good team anyway. You know, yeah, it's just yeah. whether they had enough yeah. quality to go the course over um, the European matches and the domestic demands as well. But I think Robbie Nielsen, he deserves enormous credit, doesn't he? When you think where they've come from, the championship, finishing third, delivering Europe, mm-hmm. he almost flies under the radar to a yeah. point, you know, because I think in any other league that isn't dominated by Rangers and Celtic, you'd maybe get a bit more coverage. Yeah. He's actually, he's been well supported by the club. No, I they've think. backed him, uh, they have, big, yeah. Big time in terms of the transfer market. I've actually been surprised in terms of some of the signings that they've they've gone for, some that they've actually got over the line. The depth to their squad, mm-hmm. obviously the combination of European football, yeah. you, you need a deep squad. But I tell you what, uh, the club have got right behind Robbie Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a tough game to, tonight uh, because Riga, I think they drew their first game against Fiorentina. Yeah. 
So, I no, mean, no, no yeah. easy matches in Europe, but uh, a, another great opportunity and great night for Hearts. So, Celtic flew back last night after the draw in Warsaw against uh, the Ukrainian side Shakhtar Donetsk. 1-1, here was the manager's take on that game. The performance was excellent. Obviously, the result is not reflective of that. But, you know, second half, like I said, I mean, the whole game, I thought we... Players gave everything, and that's all I can ask for. Um, obviously, we needed that second goal, and we had good chances to get it. But, uh, you know, from my perspective, I can't ask any more of them. And, um, you know, we'll get our rewards if we keep playing that kind of football and showing that sort of commitment. And that's what the Celtic fans have got to hope, to get the rewards in Europe. Because that's... A benchmark yeah, for them, want. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I think at this stage, when domestically things are going so well, you mm. can afford your mind to wander. You know, you can go and look at those results and those points. Um, might be a different story if things weren't going so well domestically for Celtic, but yeah, I think their performances have been outstanding from the get-go. Uh, and Postecoglou, what he's built since last season, the players that he's brought in this season, that was always the aim, you know, to go and make a dent in European football, which they've failed to do um, for a long, long time, both Celtic and Rangers in the Champions League for the first time together for a number of years as well so it's a huge year uh, and that comes with its pressures but I think Celtic are, are, are certainly showing progress you know in, in both games for me um, and when they do get that three points if it does eventually come by the looks of it they'll have had to be certainly patient for it yeah, much, much better side um, and in terms of what they've shown in the European football I kind of remember the game last season was a boat of glint that uh, was horrific um, but uh, that that top top level, I think you know, and just continually striving to to achieve at that top level, and it's about taking the the moments, the opportunities, and um, but to be able to create and um, what they are on a, on a regular basis so far from what we've seen in the Champions League, top notch domestically, you can see they they're, they're going to be ruthless domestically. There's no hold up whatsoever, and there's that drive and there's that competition that you kind of go in. I mean, oh, I fear the worst for St Mirren. It's just whoever they're, whoever they're going to come up against domestically. I, th I honestly thought that today, Craig, when I was looking at the fixtures in it, and again, it's not being disrespectful to St Mirren, no. but I think when you look at the benchmark of nine against Dundee yeah. United, yeah. you know, Celtic can go and do that again. They, they can go and get 10 <laughs> because the chances that they create per game um, and the conversion rate at times probably doesn't marry up. I, right now, I don't see anybody stopping them domestically. Including Rangers? I mean, they've just played. We've never, we've never, sure. There was no signs in that game no. that would show you that. Um, and I just think the, the amount of chances created, that's what it comes down to. Games are won and lost yeah. in both penalty boxes, Paul. So in this season, Celtic have, have been by far um, the better in both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the moment, if you're going now and you're looking at both teams performing uh, and how they've performed and the consistency and the trust, I guess, in mm -hmm. terms of knowing what you're yeah. going to get, mm -hmm. you know exactly what, you're going to get week in, week out from, from Celtic. Whereas Rangers, on the other hand, you don't at this moment in time know what you're going to get from, from game to game. And the depth of player pool as well, which we've touched mm. on. You know, Celtic can go and make changes, two, three, four changes, and it's like for like players that mm. come in and offer the same level of performance. Rangers don't have that luxury just now. Rangers yeah. made, uh, Celtic made nine changes the other week, didn't yeah. they? For yeah. Ross County. Uh, and they won pretty convincingly. 1-1 one, one last night here is the manager again. Yeah, look, I think more significant than the point was the performance. Um, as I said, it's 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 the highest level of club football and uh, every game is, you know, pressurised. Every game, you know, every moment of every game is important. I just thought, you know, there's there was real sort of growth in our team in the way we handled it all. And you definitely have to earn everything at this level. Every point, every win will take maximum effort from us and, and to, for us to be at our best. And uh, it wasn't three points today, but in terms of the performance, I thought, you know, that's the most encouraging bit that, you know, I thought... The players really embrace the fact that you know we're going to have to be at our best all the time for everything we get. 
And Celtic fans, how would you change it? Would you change it for St Mirren? There's the international break afterwards, so maybe he doesn't need to change it, but he's got such a strong bench. 0808 17 17 700, the Go Radio Football Show from Glasgow's own with Macklin Motors. Craig, there must be players bursting to play. Tony Ralston, I mean, yeah. so many of them. You know, yeah. We mentioned Maeda comes on for a bit. Jikamakis. Uh, yeah. Well, Jika Marcus, again, different type to, to Kyogo and Maeda for, for that fact. Um, but, you know, he always comes in and, and does well. Um, look, he can he can shuffle the deck quite comfortably, can't he? Because mm. there's that many players that can come yeah. in. Welsh, who, who who kind of got his moments last season. Um, James Forrest. Ralston Forrest. There's, there's loads that can come in. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, new contract six months ago. Who would have thought that? Yeah. You know, James Forrest, the, the player that he's been at Celtic, everything that he's achieved and really struggling um, to get near a side. You know, he's there and thereabouts, but he certainly doesn't appear to be a, a start in Jersey. David Turnbull, who does feature quite yep. a lot, but doesn't normally start. No, nor does, uh, obviously, Aaron Moy, and there's two mm-hmm. midfield players that can definitely um, mm-hmm. pull the strings yep. and, and, and come in and and just keep those levels that, that, that keep going. But you touch on the likes of James Forrest and all that, and, and obviously a wonderful professional, so many successes mm-hmm. uh, in terms of trophy honours and what have you. The game now, and especially the type of football that Ange wants to play, you need to have legs, eh? You yeah. need to be able to get about. Yeah. No, it's, it is interesting, but you just look at that, the depth of that squad, really. Even the goalkeeper, I think, Seagree's you know, top goalkeeper, yeah. <laughs> who was a, a number one and a good yeah. number one and, and probably could have went somewhere else and um, been just as good, and if not better, than he had been at Dundee United. But he sits there on a bench for Celtic, you know, and he'll be limited to his appearances this season, but a top goalkeeper. Can I throw you another name? Mm-hmm. Alessandro Bernabe. Argentinian, yeah. four million, wasn't yeah. it? I know. Well, you yeah. speak about price tags earlier yeah. on, Craig, yeah. as well, and um, he's one that has, has come with that yeah. price tag, but yeah. barely features. No, and, and and to be fair, Taylor's done a has, has done a, a great job, hasn't he, in terms of you know keeping that that jersey and and playing and playing well, and the the, the competition, Leanne, for me mm-hmm. is so important. You know, having someone snapping away at your heels, waiting for you yeah. to make make mistakes to get their opportunity. I love the fact that um, Ange Postecoglou has made Taylor a better player. You know, I think that speaks volumes of any manager or coach. If you can make the, the players that were already there better and bring in, you know, with the recruitment and the backing of the club to build that squad. But no, you're right, Craig Taylor has performed well. He deserves to keep that jersey. Even some of his range of passing last night, at one point he, he zinged a ball in, you know, 25, middle of the pitch, broke the lines. And I'm thinking, Taylor wouldn't have been doing He would never have been doing that. Um, he's always been a good player. He's been a solid 7 out of 10. He's grafted, I think, in his career. He's worked through, um, came under a lot of criticism. And that's what it shows you, the mental toughness as well of a player to play under that type of pressure, yeah. but to bounce back and become better for it. And he's keeping Burnaby out of the team. And Burnaby comes, you know, at that price tag. In Scottish football, that's that's a lot of dosh. That's a lot of dosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, and um, again, you know, technically, you know, fantastic player. The, that that kind of South American style, mm-hmm. you know, very comfortable with the ball. They keep a phone up, uh, sorry, a ball up in a telephone box, don't they? <laughs> they're they're, they're, they're um, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but he's not had his chance really at this moment in time. Across, but, yeah. No, I was just going yeah. to say, even as a player, you know, the names that we've mentioned there, what can you say at this point, though, if you're yeah. a, one of those guys that's on the bench? Yeah, Nothing, yeah. because the team's performing. Yeah. you just got to go in. And again, this is as a professional. And I've been in the position, I'm sure, mm-hmm. Leanne, you've been in the position where you maybe not start matches and you're disappointed with it. The only thing that you can do there mm-hmm. is to go in and, and train the house down yeah. and, and give yourself every opportunity for when that moment comes. And then, look, it's up to you then to go and grab that with, mm-hmm. with both hands. Yeah. 
No, it's all about attitude, you mm. know, and, and knuckling down, making sure you do the basics well and everything. You know, by the looks of it, Ange Postacogli wants good people in Celtic Park as well. doesn't want people that are unhappy yeah. and, and are going to be resentful at the players that play in front. Bide your time, because your time always comes, whether it's through injury, misfortune. Even I was thinking the other day, Paul, we've got the World Cup break coming up as well. You wonder how much that will affect the domestic season and, and the performance and the run that teams will be on. It's never happened before and it may never no. happen again. So that was a look there at Celtic at Rangers, though. Uh, despite the fact everyone says the attitude was better, they were unlucky to go down to 10 men, although it was an ordering off, they lose 3-0 to Napoli yep. who are top of the group uh, there's lots of comments coming in about Rangers let's hear GVB speaking about the fact that it's three defeats in a row uh, the three defeats in a row I know it's against big opponents in two two games in Champions League and one against Celtic but you know we we, we worked so hard and uh, you know the players worked so hard and performed so well to be in this tournament and uh, but I think we learned from, from last week the way we, we played today much more much more controlled, as you said, much more solid. And, uh, you know, that's the only way to go forward now. And uh, we have to prepare now for, for a big game on Saturday because, you know, we, we have to go back to winning ways. Colin on Twitter here at Go Radio says, Hi guys and girls, I think last night's Rangers game was better performance, I agree with you, but still a poor result. He says, I think Gio should get until the second Liverpool game the home game that would be, to stay in the job. If they drop two points to Dundee United and Hearts and uh, at the two Liverpool games, then he thinks he should go. That's tough, isn't it? That's <laughs> <laughs> a bit harsh. Um, like Napoli, you know, sitting top of Serie A, yeah. unbeaten since end April. Mm. Yeah, I think we need to be respectful of, of other nations and how good their domestic clubs are as well. Mm. Napoli are a top side. Mm. Of course, it's a disappointing result. Yes, it's a defeat. Yes, it's 11 goals in three games for Rangers, so the run of form heightens, you know, that it adds the pressure. Um, but for me, not, I think you need to be realistic. You know, what would be the what would be the difference in changing Van Bronckhorst even at that stage? They're playing against Napoli and Liverpool, who are previous winners and finalists in the Champions League. Is that really where Rangers are, are now benchmarking their, their own performance? Yeah, I think that's just, unrealistic. Just four months after Seville, but take out Liverpool you know, Ajax, mm -hmm. uh, let's look, for example, at Dundee United and Hearts. If they lost points there, Craig, what do you think would be the situation for Giovanni van Bronckhurst? He'd be in trouble. He 100% would be in trouble. Uh, look, we say in Glasgow you're only ever one game away from a disaster. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, on the, yeah. back of, on the back of three. And oh, we I'd can agree touch with on that. The, we can, I would 100% agree. On, yeah. We can touch on the quality. Um, and as much as I think Gio is, is a very good person and I think the right manager for Rangers, if he was to go on another couple of uh, games domestically and not get maximum points, mm. he's right under pressure. Which again... It, and that's the reality of being a Rangers manager, isn't it? Because they've dropped points against Hibs in a game that they finished with nine players, which I think people would you know, dispute if that hadn't happened. Um, I think they would have seen that game out. Um, even with ten players, I think they would have seen the game out. Nine made it almost impossible that they were going to drop points. Mm -hmm. Then Celtic, who, again, are on a different level just now. Mm -hmm. So that's the reality. It's one game, I think, is is the scrutiny and that is the old firm game yeah. and that as a Rangers manager is what you're judged on. But you're right, Craig, if he goes and drops points domestically, 
I don't think they can afford it because we spoke about the Aberdeen game as well that is going to be an added on fixture now. That'll be a rearranged game, yeah, yeah, which yeah. will be a tough game to go to Pataudry. So I think when you look at that, that game's still going to be there at some point in the calendar now um, in a congested fixture period, no doubt, as yeah. well, which makes it tougher. You can kind of get a feel when you're at a game. You, yep. you, you get the feeling. And not only do you get the feeling, you hear. And you've been there. You hear what fans are saying. Um, so unfortunately, like I says. Good performance last night, 3-0, so still a, a, a poor result. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- there are fans saying already that no, he's, he's not for us. And I think it's extremely harsh. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Leanne. Yeah. I, I, I think he most definitely needs time. But I think, unfortunately, the undercurrent of what's the recruitment policy, mm-hmm. who's behind that, until there's, there's kind of some clarity in terms of what that looks like and who's in charge of that, there's always going to be when you're underperforming. But who has in charge of it? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I'll have to say that's, yeah. that, that's not um, 100% correct. Obviously, yeah. I know in terms of if I yeah. want to contact Rangers about a player, I'll, I'll go to Ross Wilson yeah. and, and, and ask him about you know, what your thoughts on that particular he's player. He's director of football. He's director of football. Okay. I mean, and, and I'm pretty sure that then Ross will obviously, you know, put that to his internal team in terms of the scouting and recruitment and all that sort of stuff. And if it gets to a certain stage, I would like to think that that, that then would go to Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. There is something about some of the fans who've not been having it with Giovanni. Despite the fact he was a great player, mm. there's something mm-hmm. that they haven't taken to him in the way that they took to Stephen Gerrard at the beginning, or is that unfair? No, it's again you you, you you hear yeah. things, and again it's like, well, you know, yeah. is it is it down to, you know, tactically? Is it is it in terms of because at the moment you still don't really see a, a clear identity mm-hmm. yeah. within the, mm-hmm. the playing style, and these are all kind of things. And and Leanne, you you mentioned something about Ange in terms of Taylor and uh, the great thing that you, you see an improvement in the player down to the coaching. So the flip side of that is I think also Giovanni's got that in his locker because you look at Bassi last season when he moved him into central defence. First game he looked absolutely out of sorts as if he didn't know what was happening there. Bomb scare. And then the development of the player. Now that could come from coach, I'd like to think, but also regular football. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I think it's uh, it's tough. As I say, that's the reality for a Rangers manager that you will be under that type of pressure and and scrutiny and you won't ever please all the fans. Um, but I think it, when you look at performance-wise, I would be comparing the Ajax performance to the Napoli performance. And was it the manager's performance that changed or was it the players? That was definitely the players. Yeah, it's so, players, so, you yeah. Know, so yeah. that then the responsibility for me needs to sit with the players yeah. because you cannot turn up one week and not turn up the next. I don't think that's fair to, to put that on Van Bronckhorst. Mm-hmm. So even the fans in the stadium that look at that, um, I would be questioning those players. But when do players ever really... Carry the can. They don't really. No, they don't. We're going to talk about that after this. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go. We're here tonight and tomorrow night, and here with me at five tomorrow evening. Looking forward to the show. Ready? Not that we want you to go tonight, Craig, or along with Leanne, who doesn't have to go for any more studying. You'll be watching football hearts tonight. Uh, Hart, do you think they uh, could get a point maybe in Riga? You would like to think, yeah. I think um, you mentioned it would be a good game, Paul, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it, try and catch some of it. Um, but I th- yeah, as I mentioned, it's going to be tough. Um, European football for Hearts is, is a new challenge, I think, with the, the squad that they've got, with the squad that they've built. 
Craig mentioned the competition, you know, teams like Fiorentina as well in there. So every game is going to be tough. But I think week on week that they play, they'll be just looking to give a good account of themselves, you know, yeah. which at times they've been unfortunate, yeah. even in the qualifiers. Lost players at crucial times didn't take chances, which was spoke about all night, how important that can be. Um, but when you've got guys like Lauren Shankman in your team, it certainly gives you confidence that you can go and create and, and take some of those chances. Just, just seeing that improvement, in it. I think yeah. that's what Robbie Nielsen and the, and the supporters want to see. That, you know, the, the more exposure you've got to those kind of competitive matches, it is high pressure. But you want to see players learning from yeah. from maybe the mistakes that have been made, and, and and focus and concentration in European matches is really vital. Man United have gone two up, a penalty. Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldo. has scored at what thirty eight years old. Uh, athletes go on longer and longer. We're talking about. Uh, Federer, Alan McGregor back for mm, Rangers, yep. Stephen Davis back in last mm. night, what the white was in the weekend yep. as well, 37. Yep. Right, players, when do they ever carry the can for mistakes and for things going wrong? It inevitably goes back to the manager, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But Liam, we touched on it just mm -hmm. before the break. Uh, and you are a player. Do you feel at times, sometimes, you, you know, have you experienced that when you th thought, the manager's getting it in the neck, unfairly? A couple of times, yeah, a couple of times and um, you know, as a player, you know there's different scenarios in addressing them, mm. reasons why performances are, are not going the way they should be. But I think you always try and, and take responsibility. But for me, I don't think there's ever been a game where I would have questioned performance levels mm. as such. You know, where I would have come out and thought that, that nobody, you know, turned up, nobody um, really gave a, a true account. I think you always try and go out and give the best you, you can possibly do. But I just think it's too easy now to change managers. <laughs> I spoke about that even in my degree, um, a piece of work that I did where we speak about the support for a manager mm -hmm. during the, this time. So even at Rangers just now, I would be interested to know um, whilst there's so much scrutiny going on about Van Bronckhorst, whether fans like him or they don't, what are the club doing to support him? What have the club done to support him? Is it his players, you know, mm -hmm. is, or is he just fronting that up? Does he have a real say? Is there dialogue day to day? Um, do you try and debrief every game? Or is it just you go and do your job? Mm -hmm. And if you do it well, you'll be here for a bit longer than you might have been if you didn't. Yeah, no, it's, look, it's a can of worms, isn't it? Really, For me, the only time, and again, I don't like to see people lose their jobs. Yeah. You hear me say it all the time. The only time a manager, I, I think, where you go, you know what, he's got to go, is when they've clearly lost a dressing room. Mm -hmm. uh, and normally that, happens through a moment where they've just lost respect of maybe one player who could be an influential person in that dressing room and all of a sudden it, it goes through the dressing room in no time. Um, otherwise, you're right, there is there is a responsibility on the players to, to perform, to work hard, to yeah. be professional. Um, but but it's it's never the it's never the players that no. go. I mean, you you got to wait for a window to potentially get rid of yeah. a, a bad egg, you know, so but, to speak. So it'll always fall on the the manager. Unfortunately, they're front and center. But looking at your old team, Rangers, um, Giovanni van Bronckhorst has experience in that. Who are the who are the leaders? Obviously, the captain James yeah. Tavernier, yeah. Uh, Connor Goldson, experienced professional. I'm just looking who the yeah. voices are. Alan McGregor. Yeah, of course. But he's been out the team, but he's back in. Yeah. Surely he'll stay in. Uh, Stephen Davis is he quieter? Just uh, that quiet authority of the most capped player on and these I, islands. I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing Ryan Jack would have a bit to say. Mm. Scotty Arfield. Yep. Um, it's it's one of those. Look, I don't, I don't think um, there's not players in there trying to drive standards. Um, and, and again, I go back to my time at Newcastle. Graham Sooners. Yep. Wonderful man. Mm. Wonderful coach. Um, 
and he was scratching his head uh, at this time at Newcastle. We 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 had a great squad. Um, training was was good tempo. There was always a good feeling. Okay, the the the, the dressing room was a little bit different up here mm. at, at Rangers for me. Is a little bit different when you go down south. Who was in it with you? Um, Give us a in terms of, of players, names. Like, yeah, big names: uh, Alan Shearer, Michael Owen. Uh, there, there's a couple. Shay <laughs> Gibbs. Names. Shay, Shay, okay. Shay, Shay, Shay <laughs> Gibbs. Good but we we, we 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 couldn't we couldn't get on a run of, of results. Um, wow! Uh, sometimes yeah. it just kind of it, it happens, and um, the only way out the only way out is 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 hard work and sticking together. Mm. But sometimes clubs don't have that patience mm. with their coaches. No, and I think that's getting less and less. You know, season by season, I think the longevity of managers is now a thing of the past you know a, a number of years um, if you're lucky I mm -hmm. think probably what two and a half three years you're doing pretty well mm -hmm. um, anything out with that what we've seen in, in recent months in, in Scotland certainly well, Jack Ross Sean Maloney um, <laughs> you know just two to name Graham Alexander Graham Alexander gone yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. and there's no time there's no time to, to fix things there's no time to get things wrong even you know looking at the success of Rangers last season in Europe in the run that they went on, the Scottish Cup, they were only what six games into this season, yeah. and two six, yeah. two group games in the Champions League, Champions and it, League. it's a disaster. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it seems like a disaster, but you'll yeah. know, Craig. That yeah. that must be just what it's yeah. like at yeah. Rangers. And, and and look, and we know in football it could turn turn very very quickly. Let, let's last year this time, remember Andrew's interview. Uh, I don't know any trophies getting handed out in September yeah. because <laughs> Celtic had the slower start. Yeah, it can change very, very quickly. But we're commenting on on kind of what we're seeing yeah. in in this short block of games. Celtic flying domestically don't look like slowing up. Rangers need to find new gears. You can use that comment for the next two weeks, two weeks and one day in September. Although Rangers do go off, they've only got one more game in September because of the international break. Mm -hmm. Such a, a quick month, isn't it? With everything that happened as well, we lost fixtures last weekend. Some of the headlines tonight then, you know the scores from last night, Celtic 1, Shakhtar 1. We're giving the goal to Rayo Hatati. We don't care what UEFA say about it. They gave it as a, a, a known goal. It, it, it came off. It, it was going in. It was anyway, goal-bound. It? Exactly. it was goal-bound. goal-bound. I like it. Uh, Rangers down to 10 men. Although Alan McGregor, the double save... The treble save at yeah, the yeah, um, double, yeah. it's phenomenal, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? Here's the manager speaking uh, about the penalties. You know, we, we, we have far so everything is being checked. Alan saved the first penalty, and if if the penalty is not, you know, if you go early in the box, it's always a retake, and he saved it again. The, the second one, I don't know, it was very short, but you know, we conceded some some penalties in 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 Europe this season already. But, um, you know, VAR decides, of course, I'm against the penalties, but, you know, I also have to accept the decisions of VAR. The Napoli, one of the scorers, Giacomo Rassaptori, said lesser teams would have been terrified at the atmosphere at Ibrox last night. So, would you agree? Yes. Yeah, uh, look, again, I've been fortunate enough to, I guess, play uh, in, in mm. matches at Ibrox where, you know, come up against good teams and, and seen them really wobble and struggle to handle the pressure at the same time come up against teams that <laughs> kind of handled yeah. it probably too well <laughs> cigars out <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah look Napoli again yep. you know Leanne's touched on the top of the, the city after six matches undefeated um, they're a good side 
Raspadori said it and uh, Real Madrid said it about Celtic the atmosphere last week was special yeah I think the compliments um, from other teams in Europe is nice to hear you know because we speak about Scottish football we speak about the fans how much passion they have and, and you want them to go and give a good account of the nation as well and, and make it special for these players I think it was Modric wasn't it after the the game at Celtic Park who spoke about it and um, I think when players of that calibre are recognising the atmosphere because they've, they've played in every environment um, it, it must be special and certainly last night sounded special as well as Craig's described He's another 37 year old you could play for quite a few years Remember before uh, yeah. the Scot Scotland came yeah. up against Craig right, sure. He's done you know, know. Modric it'll be <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear how wrong you can get it Owen Hargreaves who was a good player has hailed the brilliant football played under Celtic play under Ange Postacoglu. He believes other teams will be taking note. Yeah. Brings us back to the one about Brighton. Um, hopefully, it's huh. not going anywhere. We, we don't want you wouldn't want to see <laughs> him go from Scotland, would you? You don't want to lose Ange Postacoglu. No, I was just wondering if that was going to come up at all in yeah. the show about yeah. Brighton. Yeah. 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 What's, no. the, what's the word? No, fellow, I, again, Australian. Uh, look, for me, it's um, it's 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 not going to happen. I mean, look, Brighton are, are, are a wonderful club. Um, they're in a fantastic position. Are you reading but, a PR handout? No, hand no, no. no but look, I mean, uh, Ange, Ange has got unfinished business for sure. Uh, Celtic, in terms of what he, what I think he wants to to really achieve, he wants to continue to go on and no doubt win trophies. He wants to, um, you know, raise, raise a bar yeah. and, and compete at the top table in the Champions League, and he's showing signs of that. Um, I think Celtic are, are stuck with Ange for another couple of years. It seems to me he's the kind of guy that likes a project. And he started that project at Celtic. The only thing for me is that how many opportunities do you get in your career to go to the Premier League? Yeah. And that for me, when you hear any man, I think Ange Postacoglu who said it, that would yeah. would be his ambitions to get there. Um, you know, Steven Gerrard, you know, never took him too many offers to, mm. to get back down there. Ange Postacoglu, a lot of people are speaking about him just now. Mm. They're speaking about the style of play that Celtic are producing. They're speaking about the energy levels, the intensity. It is different. We're obsessed by it, you know, as coaches, as managers, as fans, as pundits. Every team now is scrutinise how they play, how they shape up, what the style looks like, what players fit this system and that system. And he's got people talking. So there's, yeah. there's going to be interest, but it's just whether... Um, he is the type of guy that shows that level of loyalty, Craig, and you will know mm -hmm. that if mm -hmm. the chance did present itself and it was on the table, you know, yeah. come to Brighton, this will be the budget for a team that are going places. We think we can go and break the mould. Would it prize him away from Celtic? It's a good question. It's a really, really good question. And I didn't mean to point at you, sorry. <laughs> With <laughs> no, a pen no, no, as well. No, no, it was... Real, no, it was double aggression. <laughs> no, no, because I'm just trying to think, that in terms of when Australia, Australia qualified for the World Cup and he, he actually didn't go to the World Cup, was that a after, fallout? After was that... It was just more, I think, probably yeah. disappointed in yeah. the lack of vision from Football Australia. Mm. Um, look, but I don't believe um, that, that that Brighton is the the, the club for for Ange. I don't think it's I don't think it's big enough. Um, and and again, a lot of people in terms of what club does come asking. I, 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 I tell you what, he would love to take Liverpool. He would love to take when does Klopp's contract finish? Well, that will. I mean, well, he extended it, didn't he? He said he would be going, perhaps, but but he will go at some point. He, Klopp will, must, he, he must be nearer the end than the beginning at yeah, Liverpool. Uh, look, I'm not saying that it might be a headline for you, Paul. I don't I'm know. Really it's because look, every every yeah. every Aussie yeah. support and loves Liverpool. Yeah. Ange Postecoglou, I know. Is that right? Uh, yeah. he, he loved Liverpool as well. Craig Johnston. Would he of need course. a step in England though? Would mm -hmm. they view that 
even Liverpool to go Celtic. If he does something in the Champions League, sorry, possibly. Leanne. No, yeah. you're right, Paul. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Or does he need a stepping stone? And in... <laughs> listen, we're talking and sure. what's ah, the call the on to find other jobs here? <laughs> yeah. We've got his business planning. We've planned on his career. No, no look, he'll go at some phone. stage. He'll go at some stage, yeah. but but, but uh, not to okay. Brighton. I don't believe so. Leanne, you sound as though never he's seen not going to do a Brendan Rodgers. Well, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so because I look, as I say, I think he's a, a guy that enjoys a project and he's getting success from that. Just now we can see the, the vision, you can see the improvements in the team. So I would be surprised, but football's a, a funny business sure. at times. And he seems to be, he's been backed, hasn't he, by the board at Celtic. You know, it looks as though, look at the players he's bought in, what, 15 months or 18 months. Well, like, yeah. I mean, he's brought in a lot of players. It's phenomenal, but, but at the same yeah. time, he's brought in... Uh, a lot of players that have made a difference mm -hmm. um, and being able to get exactly what he needs uh, in terms of success, early success, um, uh, it, which is really, really important um, to implement a playing style um, to, to have competitions for every single position. He's, he's also put brought a lot in, in place. He's also brought in a lot of players that might not be at Celtic for that long either Yeah, because they have done so well. But also, and, and that, that then changes point. it for the manager. Matt O'Reilly, for example. Yes. Yep. Top point, but Jota. also his Jota. playing style. Yeah. His playing style is a is is that tough that you can't you can't play that style of football for for three four years either. No. You know, you look at you look at Liverpool yeah. for example. Right now, Liverpool have had five, maybe six mm -hmm. seasons of unbelievable top level bang 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 bang. Now there's been a couple of dips. That's natural yeah. because the levels. And the, and the intensity mm -hmm. day in, day out for so long. It's tough. Yeah. You look at Leeds, you know, the way they played mm -hmm. when they get promoted as well into the Premier League, then you give it a go and all of a sudden the wheels come off and teams figure out that system and they know how to play against it. And then it's never the players that will be changed, it will be the manager. The Celtic fans will be saying, are you kidding? Brighton <laughs> and Tovalbian. But... Yeah. I look, mean, money's look, money's different down there. We it. know that, sure. but again, the size of the football club. But I think, and I'm not being naive. He's got such confidence in what he's doing here, Leanne, that I would think in a mm. year or two years, then you said what's size of club? An Arsenal, maybe a Liverpool, mm -hmm. a, a Tottenham, or whatever. Brendan Rodgers came so close to being yeah. considered for Man United, Tottenham. I mean, if it had been, you know, in Conte, if he'd gone to Man United, mm -hmm. it yeah. could have been Brendan Rodgers yeah. going there. His stock was so high. It's yeah. different at the moment, but look what he did there. But I think Ange Postacoglu, I don't know him, but I think he's got such confidence in what he's doing mm -hmm. and his relationship with the club. This is mm -hmm. great news for Scotland. We don't want managers coming in and going away all the time. We know in time he will, yeah. but not at the moment. Interesting, you've just thrown one in there because that could be... Stephen Gerrard versus <laughs> Ange Postecoglou for the Liverpool job at some point in the future. Craig Moore refereeing it. Aye. <laughs> Struggle to keep up, eh? Uh. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! This time last night, Celtic were in action. It finished up 1-1 with Shakhtar and they're disappointed they didn't take all three points. But they're off and running in the Champions League for Rangers. Really good performance for much of the game, but they lost 3-0 to Napoli. But the manager, GVB, much more impressed by uh, the performance. Uh, the big talking point was the starting 11. It was in none of his summer signings. Well, I always pick the team who I think will, will win the game. I'm not going to pick 11 players and say, OK, I put three new signings in and four players who already been here for 10 years. It doesn't work like that. You know, I have, I have, I have two eyes. You know, I can see how the performances are. 
I can see uh, how they train. And eventually, I don't look at new signings or players who are already here for longer years. I just pick the, the, you know, the the best eleven for the game today. And I think, you know, the the starting eleven played really well. So Rangers Dundee United, Leanne, looking to you first as we go through the games of the weekend. Massive for Rangers. What kind of team will he play? Will it be similar to the starting lineup last night? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't imagine he'll make too many changes. I think he'll be looking for confidence, a bit of morale. Um, some of those players that played last night will have needed the minutes Ryan Jack being one um, so whether he's fit to, to play again though that's sometimes an issue with Ryan Jack in, in terms of his fitness whether he can play two games uh, or three games you know in a week so that might force a change but no I don't think there'll be, there'll be too many changes um, and you would expect you know the likes of Alfredo Morelos to lead the line again because he, he needs goals if you're looking to get him back to any sort of form you need him firing in all cylinders and, and the fact that he played was it 60 odd minutes last night was it Craig did he? Aye yeah it was it, it was around about yeah, that, that yeah. time so it was good minutes you yeah, know to yeah. get that in the tank and, and then go again at the weekend but I, you know, I think Rangers will, will get the job done against Dundee United I don't think it will be easy uh, and that might still add some pressure to Van Bronckhorst dependent on performance but I think they'll get the job done You'd expect a win mm -hmm. Craig, changes yep. if you're uh, Malik Tillman or if you're Antonio Cholak in particular yeah. he's not thinking yeah. you know, surely I'm back in Yeah, well, well I mean he's, he's he's done a job hasn't he mm. um, in terms of you know Morelos's absence uh, but I think that you know I think Morelos will start Um He's the prodigal son, isn't I he? Think, I just think that he causes so much chaos and, yeah. and makes defenders nervous. Um, he can actually make something happen himself, whereas Cholak has, has come in and scored goals and done a great job. I don't think Cholak offers that. You know, does does Matondo come in and get and get a start? Um, you know, it, it just needs to be lively, Paul. It needs mm. to be lively because Dundee United will make themselves hard to, to break down. Um, and hard to beat so therefore Rangers need to be able to shift the ball very very quickly and need to break and break at speed so I, I think he will need to freshen it up Matondo Wright these type of players maybe uh, mm -hmm. be included um, come weekend Do you and, think there's sorry Paul a lack of trust though Craig for those players just now from Van Bronckhorst that he, he won't maybe make as many changes as he perhaps would have done three four games ago Yeah well it's look it's one of those ones Leanne um you know, you've both been involved as players and, and sometimes as a player you need that regular game time, game after game to get into that rhythm. In and out, in and out can be very, very difficult. Um, but I still think that, that Giovanni's probably in a position now where he, he's starting 11 is still not clear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's still not clear. You've said that for a month. Yeah, he's still not clear. Mm. Um, so... For me, that's that's that again is down to the, the players to convince the manager. But I still think that there's a few positions there that he's probably not overly convinced by. Score line for you, two nil, two nil. You reckon? Did you give a score line? No, yeah. not a score line. No. But I, I probably wouldn't disagree with that. To be fair, I think Rangers will get a couple of goals. Um, defensively, though, you know that they've, they've conceded goals uh, here and there. And then they've struggled, you know, in the first half an hour of games to, to go and really stamp their authority. So I think it will be a tight game, um, maybe even a 2-1. And they're going 4-4-2. That's what you four, four, that's what you're <laughs> suggesting. Yeah. Well, we'll take credit for it. If, yeah. it. if it happens, then we'll, um, we'll put, think, the, think Giovanni's put listening the coach, to us. Put, the, put the coach's hat on. <laughs> they always say oh, they are. Yeah, and then do you know what they tell you later on? I don't like when you said I know, what about or this or what I about know, that? I know. Yeah. A great international player who was terrific and then he was a bit funny and I said, what was wrong? This was 
four years later, he'd gone to a club in England, one of the top clubs. I said, what's wrong? You said that, you know, I, I should have been Amazing. taken off and it was a cup semi-final four or five years previously. But, you know, it's just... But I suppose nobody likes criticism. It must be tough. No, they don't. Um, I always think, though, when, when we try and critique players, though, that you, you speak about it from a, a point of view that you can understand, and especially being in the game, you know, being a player, um, now as a coach, you, you try and put yourself in their position as well, but it's part and parcel of football, you know, and I don't think you can ever perform well every single game. That's the, mm. the reality. And certainly when you speak about players at, at big clubs like Rangers and Celtic, you probably, you know, you're under the spotlight a lot more than others. And it's, ne and it's never, ever personal. Exactly. It's, 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 yeah. never, sure. it's never, mm. ever personal. It's only an opinion. Um, and I think you're, you're right, Leanne, that there's a way that I think you can put that construct, constructive criticism uh, across. Uh, and that, that for me is important. Like I said, it's, it's never, ever personal. And the media can never really be friends with the players. You can't be, because you've got a job to do. Mm -hmm. And that's where lines can be blurred. I won't say who it was, but it was a top striker. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it, yeah. it happens, Paul. It course, happens. Yeah. I've, I've spoken to managers before as well and says, oh, yeah, but I've seen this on social media. I'm like, come on, man. Did you ever really fall out with yeah. any of the media here in Scotland? Yeah. Go on. Did, no, did not, no? Not, not really. No. But, but again, by chance, by luck, uh, no media training and all those kind of mm -hmm. things. But the, me the media are, are massive, right, and really important. And I think as players and as coaches, the way that you can handle the media mm -hmm. can make your life um, a lot easier. Or very, very tough. No media training. He does well on it. But Leanne could give you some coaching there from her <laughs> BA honours, first class. Um, a few people have been on saying, can they hear Ange again from last night? Because oh. it is funny. Because the media sometimes get it. In this case, it was probably the media officer. So he would be there. I the think top. it was the interpreter. Yeah, was it? Yeah, was it? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Ah. So I think that's why he was telling him to, to slow down and, and because he couldn't hear him. But he just let it go. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. just shorten it, I right. think, was his point. <laughs> but it's funny. Here's Ange getting a little bit annoyed. Started the game really well, scored our goal. Obviously, they got one on the counter-attack. And I thought we regrouped really well after that second half. We just were in control of the game. I do apologise. Uh, the sound volume is too low. I cannot hear. Could you please speak closer to the mic? Thank you. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you just... Instead of telling me what to do, can you just keep things really short so we I'll can try. all get through and go out? Yeah? I'll try okay. my best. Just don't correct me, please, okay? Let's just keep things civil. Um, so, as I said, the performance was... Did you hear that okay? Yeah, thank you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Next caller. What's your point, caller? Actually, he was quite fast at the beginning, well-identified, so it was the interpreter. Yeah. Right, because uh, it was... He's, he's, and he's got a yeah. tough gig. You know, he's yeah, trying yes. to understand it, but no, don't interrupt. Right. Managers can be pretty... Uh, here we go again. I'll ask you then, what did he say at the it's, beginning? It's, you're away from home and, and I know that uh, obviously it's a neutral venue but it's still not your home ground. And um, yeah. That was easy enough for us, yeah. But maybe not <laughs> if you are an interpreter. Not as if you're maybe uh, Ukrainian or whoever. Uh, Celtic will play on Sunday. Um, any surprises, do you think? At St Mirren against Celtic, looking at you first, Craig. Mm, the question no, will I be, can't. who does he play? With such a, a, a deep squad. And again, I've sort of like he has a deep squad. Um, therefore, I'm sure there's quite a number of them also uh, away in international duty. Mm -hmm. um, so that's more games and travel and yep. all those kind of things. So I'm pretty sure he'll try to look after players, Paul, and make um, a decent amount of changes. But at the same time, I can't see anything but a comfortable win for for Celtic in this one. Three one, four one. I can see him bringing a few changes. Certainly, I, I think he likes to to freshen it up and. Um, when you've got that strength and depth to the squad, you know, could you see maybe even a, a Moy getting a start, yeah, a yeah. Bader? Um, he dropped out last night to see him back in. 
Um, there's certainly, you know, there's enough there that you would like to go and think that they'll change Maeda as well. You're looking to try and get a bit more confidence in him. Is it an opportunity in a game that he could get goals? Perhaps, but no, Celtic will, will get the job done. I think uh, St Mirren will be lucky if they can get off with less than perhaps three or four. You, you reckon two or three as well? So three or four? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think potentially um, at least three or four. I, I think maybe St Mirren can, can get one themselves, but it'll only be one. Isn't that a pity we've got the international break? I hear you coming up <laughs> soon, isn't it? Just when the momentum is there in the Premiership, the, the, you know, the, the games in the Champions League, mm. Hearts tonight as well. We'll give you the Hearts team, shall we? We'll go back to Saturday's games in a moment. But Hearts lining up tonight against uh, Riga in Latvia. Craig Gordon, of course, in goals. Three at the back, Halkett, Kingsley and Cochrane. Four across the middle, Smith, Devlin, Grant and Halliday. And up front, you've got Mackay and Ginelli. And of course, the aforementioned, he is in top form, Lauren Shankland. Lauren Shankland. And he's got a bit of a presence as well, hasn't he? Yeah. He, put, he puts yeah. himself about. Um, I didn't see too much of him um, when I first come back because he obviously got his move to, to Belgium and all that. But now he's come back, he's impressed me. He works hard. Um, he, he gives a lot to the team and he can score goals. There's no doubt about that. It didn't go to plan for him at Beer Shop, but I think he's come back a better player. When I look at Lauren Shankland, being across the coverage in the Championship when he was at Dundee United, goals that he scored at air prior to that. When I look at him now, he looks at a more rounded footballer and he's a goal scorer. You know, you need to get... I thought when he was at Dundee United, he played too deep. They really wasted him. Um, yeah. But when I look at that squad tonight, even the likes of Craig Halkett being back in, he's a top performer. Yeah. Him alongside John Souter um, were, a, were a real duo, you know, and, and certainly were a comfortable defence last season. And, and Halkett probably didn't get enough credit yeah. for that. You know, everybody spoke about John Souter, um, but it looks a strong heart side. So I've got every belief tonight. You asked me, Paul, earlier, yeah. could they get a point? I think looking at that lineup tonight, they could. That'd be great for Hearts and great for Scotland. Craig, what do you think? Yeah, look, I think at best, at best would be a draw. I can't see Hearts uh, winning the winning the match. And the, the, the biggest thing for them is is that, that concentration because um, there will be 10 or 15 minutes when they're really up against it and it's important that you don't concede. Um, if they can do that, they can they can get a draw out of it. And do you know such a huge point? The coefficient. Mm -hmm. And look, yeah, yeah. you know, Celtic are the beneficiary. They deserve it. They won the title uh, last season. Yeah. But the great work done by Rangers for a number of years has helped them mm -hmm. to get there. Rangers no points yet. Celtic one point yesterday. So yeah. you get a couple of, you get more than a million each point. If you get a win, it's big money. But Leanne, also, we need the coefficient for we future do. seasons. No, we do. We need as much money in, in the game as we possibly can in Scotland. And I think teams like Hearts that are always up against it in, in terms of that financial battle with Celtic and Rangers mm. and trying to bridge the gap um, and then trying to go and stamp their, their authority is, is the third best team in Scotland mm. is what they will strive to do and Craig mentioned earlier they've backed the manager they've spent mm. a lot of money so get points on the board gets money back in the pockets Who's going to win in the game described by Craig Moore of Radio Edinburgh as match of the day <laughs> Hibs against Aberdeen Leanne who do you fancy? Uh, I'm actually going to go Aberdeen. Go yeah, for, go yep. for the Dons. What do you think, Craig? Yeah, I I, yep. I quite like Aberdeen as well. Mm -hmm. um, I think that um, you know Jim Goodwin is 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 done a good job. I think he's recruited well. Uh, I think Hibs have still been for me a little bit hit and miss this season. Um, do have talent, so I'm with Aberdeen away. So no sunshine on Leith for the High Bees. Livingston against Kilmarnock. Craig, what do you think? Score draw one one. Very tough game. Um, Kelly would go they'd be happy with that I would think they would be I'm going to go Livingston though are you yeah. Liv Livingston at home yeah. yeah and St Johnson Ross County 
still yeah, no, a tough one. Yeah, yeah, St Johnston, good result. Um, yeah, last round, the fixtures, impressive as well. I actually think they could go, I don't even know when the last time would have been that they get back-to-back wins. Um, it would be interesting to see. I'm going to go for St Johnston. You're going for St Johnston. What do you think? I'm with Leanne. Yep. I think St. St. Johnson got a great result, didn't they, against St. Mirren 3 0, which was a big result. I thought Nicky Clark made the difference. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. So he, good, he scored good his signing. first goal, didn't he? The yep. first goal of that match. St. Johnson are going to back it up with another home win. And Motherwell against Hearts. Craig, what do you think? On Sunday at three? Yeah, I'm gonna, Park, you know what? The I, new pitch. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go for Motherwell. Going for Motherwell? I'm going for Motherwell. Two one. Two one for the well. I knew I was going to say yeah. that. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're the same. You're yeah, going for I'm the well. Have you played on? Are you playing on that pitch? Uh, we played on it last season against Hamilton. Mm. Hopefully, we'll be back on it again this season. Alan Burrows has, has assured yeah. us. Yeah, over a million pound have invested in it. New hybrid pitch. Brilliant. John Hartson is here tomorrow night with Barry Ferguson, so we will be on from five. Leanna, we celebration then with your mum and and uh, Nan and enjoyed, family. Enjoyed. Yeah, nice. We had a yeah. nice dinner last night, Great. which was good. But we'll hopefully get all the the family together and. The next couple of weeks and, and celebrate it properly. Well, you've got the phone numbers for Craig and, <laughs> and myself. Great, absolutely. Man. Thanks for joining us. Thanks Brilliant. so much. And Craig, we'll see you next week as well. Hopefully, Brilliant. look forward to it. That's it. The news is coming up next. Then Jokel Day will be on. Don't forget the podcast. Loads of people have been listening in to the special podcast last night with Peter Grant and Mark Guidi on the after the Celtic game and Barry along with Chris Burke after the Rangers game. That's it from me, Paul Cooney. I'll be back tomorrow night. We'll be here live at five. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go. Service your existing car with us right now And it's worth £500 off your next car Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.